Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with Diego and Olga from Ukraine. Hello, Olga. Hello, everyone. Hi, Heather. <laughs> Hi, Diego. I just want to say I'm not from Ukraine. That sounded like I was from Ukraine. Oh, but I, I don't say like where I was originally from each time. No, but you said like I'm here with Diego and Olga from Ukraine. I'm here with uh, Diego from Mexico City <laughs> and Olga from, and I can't pronounce it, L-V-I-V. It's Lviv. Lviv, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yes. I read that it is the sixth most populated city. <laughs> All right. Sixth. Sixth. And the historic city center is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. That's true. It's very pretty. I it looked is. up pictures today. It's gorgeous. So yes, that's on my list I, now. I'm not sure about the sixth, but if uh, Wikipedia says that, then that's probably <laughs> oh, true. Oh, they're never wrong. Uh, I would say we're about like a million people with the suburbs. So uh, I guess okay, if you compare yeah. with Sweden, it's quite big city. City, but uh, in Ukraine standards, it's middle. So wait, yeah. what, what's bigger, Kiev and Odessa? Kiev, um, yeah, Odessa, perhaps. Uh, but Kiev is almost five million, I think, yeah, okay. during the working day Ooh. with all the people from the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then it's very close to the border of Poland. Poland, yes. It's approximately like a hundred kilometers, basically. You can do it very, very uh, fast by car. Ah. So I think people from my town usually have like the weekend trip to Krakow or something if they want to. Oh, that's nice. So, uh, and especially now we have um, uh, this new agreement with the EU, so mm -hmm. we don't need the visa. And if you want to come for uh, tourist purposes, you just have a biometric pass, you cross the border and you can stay up to three months, not working, of course, Yeah, yeah. Uh, visiting. So it makes it much easier for my parents and my family to visit me. Oh, that's really nice. So Did that, that just came into effect recently, right? Yes, I'm not sure about the exact day, but I would approximate around two years, two and okay, a half. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's really good. Well, that helps out with my goal now to visit Ukraine. <laughs> oh, you should totally go. The thing is, it was always visa-free for uh, people from uh, EU, from United States. I'm pretty sure Mexico can. I don't know if I went in. I've been to Ukraine twice, but I don't know if I went in with my Mexican. You passport. have been in Ukraine. Yeah, that's why. Nice. That's why I knew Odessa. Yeah, huh? So you went to Odessa. Yeah. Which is strange enough. You know, there's an Odessa in Texas. I actually heard. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know which uh, state exactly, but. Texas, yeah. Then. <laughs> yeah, which I was confused because you told me, oh, I'm good with Ukraine. I've been to Odessa. And I was thinking, that has nothing to do with Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some uh, history there, like some immigrant from Ukraine. Probably. Came because, uh, I mean, it's quite a big diaspora in the U.S. as well. Yes, and in, in Texas, you've got your communities. So you've also got like the German area mm -hmm. where everything's in German and you have the Czech area. So, yeah, there's probably like... Russian, Chicago, Ukraine. I think also they have a lot of Ukrainian representation. Ah. Mm. So Diego, why were you in Ukraine? Because I have two Ukrainian, not from Lviv. I mean, the only reason, I, I think Lviv, maybe there's flights from Sweden directly to Lviv. No, unfortunately. Oh, I no? wish. We okay, had to because, ride to Orlando to implement something. Because it's, yeah. it's, I mean, I went to Odessa, but I had to fly via Kiev. So it took yeah. so much longer. Yeah. Because it's, uh, and there's mm -hmm. only two air airlines going there. But I have friends that are Ukrainian. That's why I've been there. Yeah, unfortunately, no direct flight to Lviv. But uh, I usually either fly via Warsaw or mm -hmm. via Kiev. And yeah, it takes like oh, the whole Oh, because day. it's close to, right. Exactly. So it's kind of like it's either you go to Kiev and then to Lviv or Warsaw. So um, unfortunately, it still takes the whole day 
to actually travel there. Mm. But even though it's kind of not that far, if you look at the map. No, if that's it will the thing. be direct yeah. flight, that will be so convenient. Let's start a petition. So then yes. everyone yes. can go to the I've got some more things to put on that list. <laughs> <laughs> or come on to travel to Texas, that might take a while. There's no direct flights um, from Stockholm to Texas to any towns in Texas. How do you usually fly that? We usually we have to stop somewhere in Europe or somewhere in the States oh. first. Uh, if we have to stop in the States, it's New York, Chicago, Boston, San Francisco, okay. usually. So, yeah, it does take quite a long time. So we need to petition for that as well. well maybe it takes the same. <laughs> I mean, how long does it take the flight to, to Kiev? To Kiev? Is it five hours? From Stockholm? Yeah. No. Less, no. It's uh, maybe two hours, ten minutes. Okay. And then driving. I oh, know because it's closer for you to go to Poland. Yeah. And then to... Poland also, I think, like two hours more yeah. or less. Because there's, there's the thing like Ukraine on the maps we see normally, it doesn't look that way. It's huge. It's, it's humongous. It's big, it's big. And so, I think the latest census, like I think people don't really, in Sweden at least, they don't really realize how big it is sometimes. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you're from Ukraine. Oh, is it is it uh, big? I'm like, yeah, I think 46 million people. Wow. So <laughs> if you think about Swedish size. With what, with 9 million, nine million maybe, people. 10. So uh, it's pretty big, I would say. So how often do you go back? Well, we try to travel at least once a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far, I've been quite successful with that. My whole family is t- still live in Ukraine. So here is just uh, me. So usually either for Christmas or for summer, depends mm-hmm. on the year. So what brought you to Sweden then, if your whole family is still there? <laughs> That's going to be one of those typical stories. of the <laughs> Is it love? Or... Yeah, it is love. <laughs> but I will get some flavor into that because it's not a typical love story from <laughs> All right, let's with hear a it. Swedish uh, love that brings you to uh, Stockholm or Sweden. So basically, I came here to study. So first, I guess, brains brought me here. Mm-hmm. So I was doing my uh, master's degree in Stockholm University. And I moved in into this dorm, I guess you call it. Yeah, yeah. dorm. Yeah, there. And uh, my internet didn't work. So I needed some help with that. And I decided to knock on the first uh, room that was across the hall from mine. And uh, that was this uh, young Latino Spaniard who opened the door and I asked him, oh, so do you know something about the computer? And my internet doesn't work. He was like, yeah, sure, I'll fix it. And here we are 10 years later. <laughs> this is this, but this, this, started, this is like an intro to a porn movie or something. Yeah, like, so like, sorry. <laughs> like a Latino guy. I thought you would say something because I actually watched this How I Met Your Mother. And that's how Lily met, uh, what's his name? Well, Lily meets her husband? Like yeah, that? she knocks on his door in the dorm. And I actually watched it after I met my husband. I'm like, look, this is me and you. <laughs> they made it from us. So, uh, so yeah, and we met. And he was here also on this love exchange program Erasmus. I'm sure a lot of people it sounds familiar from Europe. They it's basically EU-funded um, exchange with different universities around Europe. So you get to go to some uh, uni to study for like a year, and they pay you a little tuition. And a lot of couples that I know got together actually because they went somewhere mm. for some studies here and there. So he was uh, studying here and um, afterwards we decided to try to start our life here in Sweden. So that's my a bit different uh, love story. That's so, yeah, it's so sitcomish. <laughs> 
But then little by little you start like moving stuff to his room. Ah, uh, actually, you know, like first we we were living in the separate rooms, but then uh, eventually we were like, okay, it will be cheaper, you know, to, yeah. like, <laughs> to, to live together. So we decided to uh, to move in uh, together, and he was like, yeah, yeah. So I think like in February or something, like okay, this weekend we move my stuff, and then that room uh, we don't need her anymore. And then when I moved all my makeup, all my bottles, all my clothes, you should have seen his face. He was quite shocked, really. So slowly I was moving my stuff, but when everything was in, it was a shock to him. He's used to it now, 10 years later. Well, what were your impressions when you came to Sweden? I mean, weather-wise, it's not that different, I would imagine. Well, I would say that in Ukraine in, mm-hmm. and the part there I live, people usually complain about the rain and that it's gloomy. It's quite a rainy area because we have also mountains not far away. So sometimes it can rain for quite some time. But still, nothing compares with Swedish darkness. Mm-hmm. And October and right. November, I don't think... Ukraine has anything close to it, <laughs> but uh, we have sharp continental climate, or mm-hmm. I think it's called like that, so really harsh yeah. summers, really harsh winters sometimes, it depends on the year. Um, so it wasn't really a shock, but it wasn't this uh, amazement of, oh wow, this is snow, <laughs> you know, or like, wow, it's so much snow and so much like light in the summer. I think I was kind of not very impressed with any of it because <laughs> I've seen it my husband on the other hand like the first winter here he was really happy he did like the snow angel and 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 Me you know too. go outside and eat the snow when it's yes. falling and waking up in the morning when this started snowing but uh, I think 10 years now he just doesn't care anymore either so uh, not that big of a surprise, I must say. But culture-wise, was there anything you noticed? <clears throat> well, you know, I usually say that Sweden is kind of like my my second country. I just never knew about it because I'm a lawyer, so I love rules. So for me <laughs> to come place to, to Sweden, be. it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Apart from, you know, Sweden was always... It is a country for me that, like, brought my husband to me and you know my son was born here it's very special in that way and i don't know like how long i'm gonna stay here for now we are happy here but uh, neither of us is swedish so we know you never know have you guys ever considered moving to spain well the the long-term plan is when we retire we're gonna go somewhere in valencia grow Mm. sheep and make cheese (laughs) is that where your husband is from Yes, he's mm-hmm. uh, from Valencia, so he wants to do cheese. I'm still sort of on board with that plan, but I'm a bit concerned about logistics with sheep and their byproducts after milk, you know. Uh, mm. But I'm a supportive wife, so I am support my man in his <laughs> endeavors. So for now, I'm saying yes. But uh, yeah, we thought for the pension, obviously, it's not going to be Sweden. But before that, so far, we are happy here. And uh, culture-wise, I mean, of course, there are things that you never comprehend completely Mm -hmm. but I do think that Sweden is my country in a way of like rules and order and everything sort of works Mm -hmm. even though Swedish people usually complain about it but personally if you compare with some rules laws and order in my original country Ukraine it's not exactly like that so for me that's the part I really like here I think sometimes the Swedes don't realize how good they have it, especially 
when, uh, say, they're complaining about public transportation in Stockholm compared to so many other places in the world. It's it's pretty great, though I don't understand why they can't seem to buy trains that operate correctly in the fall and the winter. You I mean, that's because it's only one track, right? Aren't they improving that? Yeah, but it takes so long. Yeah. I think I saw the plans for some connection with lean shopping and some other thing, mm. and it's going to be 10 years. I mean, it takes oh, yeah. 10 years to build a track. They do so one, um, another line, or they're extending the blue line, I think it is, and it's going to go have a stop on Sodomom near Sofia, Shirka, oh. and then over to Nafka. But that's Again, also the subway, right? That's under, so that also subway, takes... Subway, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but then yeah. that was going to take like... Five years more. More. Oh probably. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's underground, and then here's like there's water everywhere, and there's no easy infrastructure things no. here. So that's why they. But the the trains because they only have one track through everything. So the Atlanta Express, the Pendletog, and the Reunion trains, mm-hmm. and the fast trains, they all share the same track. Yeah. So if if so. one breaks, then all yeah. of them are affected. Yeah. So that's Pendletog why. is quite. Uh, thing to rely upon the ones that go longest take the preference so if there's a train coming from Kiruna to Skåne mm-hmm. that takes the preference and then I the Pendletog is the shortest but you have yeah. to take the Pendletog no I actually take a boat now to work you take a boat I'm oh, fancy nice where do you live I live in uh, Finnboda in Nacka so there's a boat Sjövägen ah. that goes to Nubrukajen and then so I actually think that uh, I'm quite lucky. Like I used to live uh, on the Blue Line, and it mm. wasn't very um, like affected by any, you know, snow or or anything like that because it's completely underground. So mm-hmm. whatever the weather was, Green Line cancel, Red Line cancel, <laughs> Blue Line is totally fine. I'm like I'm all at home. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have some friends who always always complain about Pendletog and mm. that it's some problems there. <laughs> So uh, where are we? Where we are at? Where I'm gonna say that you brought some nice Ukrainian chocolate, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna make noise to <laughs> open some of that. This because... is actually from oh. Lviv um, candy fabric, so or the... how you call it? It's from uh, Lviv chocolate factory. That's called Svitoch, and it's uh, so it's yes. So it's not just Ukrainian. It's actually local from Lviv. Nice. So I hope you guys mm. enjoy. It. Because I I also read today that Ukraine is very famous for coffee and chocolate. So Especially coffee. in my city. It's like the whole culture. And it's always been. And I mean, I'm probably gonna like mm. make some mistake or some uh, other legend that people say. But somehow, many years ago, it was brought as a cultural thing from Vienna. Mm-hmm. All the chocolate coffee influence. Because if you think Vienna is not that far either from no. Ukraine, if you like go through Poland quickly. So, um, yeah. And I would say coffee is really good. In Lviv, particularly, it's uh, so many cafeterias. Uh, every time I go back home, I'm like, okay, that's a new place here and it's a new place there. <laughs> How does it compare to Swedish coffee culture? Well, um, I mean, I can drink any type of coffee. I can even take coffee pills if I need to. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm a small kid uh, mama and uh, I don't sleep much, <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> intravenous. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say that Swedish coffee is a bit more diluted if you compare really? it to Ukrainian and also we have this type of for example I grew up when you don't really use a coffee machine but you just put two spoons maybe it's Turkish way I'm not sure how you call that but you put just two spoons of coffee then put the hot water kind of close it 
for a mm -hmm. while and you drink like that so there is actually like coffee ah. grains on yeah. the bottom and it's so funny because <laughs> when I served that to my husband many years ago he was like <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Um, so yeah but uh, it's uh, I would say that the Swedish coffee is a bit more diluted in Ukraine but of course you can have all kinds of coffee americano or cappuccino and stuff but it's right, uh, quite course. a big culture I would say it's a lot of variety a lot of offer and I think tourists really enjoy it I was reading it it's all about the cafes and they are also themed I think that's the cool peculiarity of Lviv it's not just like any cafeteria and you go and uh, you just order something it's uh, themed in a way for example like old polish style cafeteria or we have one that is uh, dedicated to mazok or, sounds like an interesting cat yes or <laughs> um, or like lard inspired restaurant and you can have wow. like, yeah so it, it, it's a lot of ideas invested in creating restaurant cafe cafe life it's not just to go to eat it's an experience but then yes. people hang out in like if i were living in ukraine i would hang out in a coffee place with my friends. I guess. I mean, I always, you know, I always also put this little disclaimer. It's been nine years since I moved away mm -hmm. and the country is completely different. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to get too political, but it's the country with the war with Russia at the moment. And yeah. for me, it's a bit uh, hard to say, you know, exactly how it is. I talk a bit from my experience before the war and uh, the country is really different. And I don't know, like young people, like I don't know where they hang out, I guess, in the cafeteria. I mean, there's a lot of people on the streets. It's always busy, you know, so people, I guess, hang out there. I mean, I was asking to see if there was a comparison. Because in Sweden, it's rare uh, that you meet, like you go out with your friends for the maybe when you're a student because you live in the same dorm. Yeah. But it's rare that you go out to have dinner. Ah, you mean in that way. Exactly oh, absolutely. Like... People would, yeah, that's a big difference, I would say, because if even when I was young and studied back back home. Three years uh, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, we would hang out uh, in some cafeteria or some pub or something like that, out. So mm -hmm. no one really hangs out in the house of another person. Like sometimes, of course, you can have a party, but... Uh, yeah, and compare with Sweden, I mean, obviously here yeah. people hang out at each other's places, but I think that's due to the pricing policies here. Yes, I agree. <laughs> my, my my husband, Fernando, and I, we usually say that Sweden is like everything fun is very highly taxable. Yes. <laughs> very highly taxed. So unfair. So much cheaper to have fun in my country. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> or in Spain. But I, 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 I don't know about the, the price. I mean, I haven't been to Ukraine... Maybe I went three years ago, two years ago, mm -hmm. but it was very cheap. I think it's the cheapest country I've been to. I mean, I, I can't remember exact amounts, but we had dinner like maybe seven of us. And it was these super big plates of meats and vegetables and studies in Odessa. And it's like a fancy-ish restaurant, drinks, shots, everything. We paid 10 euros each, maybe, <laughs> maybe less. The thing is, I, I totally agree. It, like, if I come to Ukraine from Sweden, it just seems so cheap, everything. But you have to think about that the salary no, no, I know. of people is completely different. But I'm, I'm speaking like it's even cheaper than my Thai experience. Like in oh, Thailand, right. food was more expensive than okay. this. Like a taxi in Ukraine mm. was seven, I'm not kidding, like 10 crowns. It was something like yeah, extremely yeah. cheap. Yeah, I, I I agree. The the price is still... And it, it is, for me, sometimes even hard when I go back home. 
my my mom is like, oh, this costs this much. And I'm like, in euro or any currency. Like it's hard for me to even understand if it's cheap or not or mm. how prices change because yeah, as I said, the one grivnia, which is the Ukrainian mm. currency, back when I lived in Ukraine, that was quite some money. I guess you can say. I remember when I was a student, I could live for a week, I think, for twenty grivnias. Mm-hmm. I think you cannot even buy a coffee now Whoa. for that money. I think like the cheapest coffee would be 25. I'm not sure, but so it's a bit complicated for me yeah. to to make that distinguish. But I mean when but when you go back you do see the difference. I do. Like yeah. Absolutely. The the prices mm. are really cheap. I think that's something that's difficult for me too with living somewhere else and then liking to travel a lot. But I'm still doing calculations in my head all mm-hmm. the time. And online, I have to decide, okay, do I order from Germany or do I order from the UK? Right. Because which what's what are these at right now? Which is the better deal for me mm-hmm. because I know maybe both of them are going to be cheaper than anything I can buy in Sweden. So it's usually the euro. Oh, but yeah. the, the UK was doing so bad last month that I could order from them. So <laughs> that worked out well. You know, everyone gets this local newspaper from their co- uh, commune. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had like a very stressful day. I read something like, again, something was happening back home and uh, I came home and then I opened my mailbox and it was a newspaper with the local news that were very important um, and it was about a cat that was lost but then they found him and the <laughs> little Sigrid was very very happy about it and I thought oh my god I love this country yes. because the front page of the local newspaper is about a cat that was lost but then they found it. Isn't it great? I think the same thing too. I'm always like posting that and telling people this was the top news today when it's something like that. I know. So oh, this I part, it. I love it. I love it. I had, I don't know if I mentioned this, but there was some action where I lived. Maybe I mentioned it in the previous. No, I don't think so. That someone jumped on a parachute from my building. No. And so where is I live in Solna. Okay. Uh-huh. So there's these high rises. Well, not, there's like a milieu program. So the... Yeah. These mm. bigger buildings. And he has 13 floors. So okay. my neighbor from above me, he took... But actually, there was two neighbors. And then they jumped with a parachute from the 13th floor. It's very dangerous. But that was action. You know, you could hear, like, people clapping and cheering. <laughs> so it was... Uh, oh, yeah. How boring is it in your neighborhood? That's the <laughs> thing. Like, this is what people have to do to, you know, to have fun. Wow. Do you know them? Are they... Well, now we met because when when I heard it was we maybe had to ten. Say hello to our neighbors. This is when I called the ambulance, then I had to. It was like ten p.m. or something, and then I saw them, and they, I mean, kind of all all my all my building knows each other because they all have kids of the same mm. age, uh-huh. and the kids go to the same school, so the parents are friends, so on and so on. But these ones were a bit younger crew they don't have kids but they do parachute from the window i would kind of guess that they were younger with no kids yeah <laughs> <laughs> live fast die young yeah die young definitely I, I wouldn't think a parachute would work very well <clears throat> no. from the 13th floor i'm sure i've eaten later but it looks yeah it's it's not smart i don't have smart neighbors <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's exciting yes yeah. <laughs> Action in Solna. Action in Solna. Let's see, my my neighborhood, we should start doing this, like, you know, what's the big news this week in your neighborhood? Last week, it was that a moose 
came up to one of the the neighborhoods out of the nature reserve because there's so many apples. So watch out for moose. Mm-hmm. That was our big story last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then uh, another cat one. We have two subway stations in my area where cats just live at the subway. They actually each belong to somebody, but they like to hang out at the subway, and they're just always there sitting on the newspapers or sitting on the turnstiles. And now it's a big thing because one of the cats, he's got a sore on his head, so everyone's going nuts on the little neighborhood Facebook chat. The the cat has a sore. Is somebody going to take him to the vet? And the owner's like, yeah, I'll take him to the vet. No, no, everybody, you know, it's like hundreds of people getting involved. What was the neighborhood chat? So, like, on Facebook, you can join your neighborhood groups. Mm. So, I'm kind of in the middle of three. So, I'm on three neighborhood groups because I'm right in the center. It's little areas. Mm. And then I'm on a fourth one for Hammerby Holstad because my kids were going to school there and it's in walking distance. Their neighborhood chat is a lot different from where I live. Their neighborhood chat is always, like... Hammerby Holstad is awesome. Don't we live in an awesome neighborhood? And it's always, look at the sunset. Oh, look, here's some animals here. We're awesome. No moose. Yeah, and then my my neighborhood chat is like, uh, here's another stolen moped. Here's a, <laughs> here's an abandoned bicycle. Does this belong to somebody? <laughs> See, yeah, you gotta you gotta look on Facebook for your neighborhoods, and then you oh, find I out what's going on. In my neighborhood Facebook group, that's like the best thing of entertainment. I usually yes. scroll before I go to bed. It's like when when people like old ladies uh, in some countries, old men just used to sit out, you know, on their porch or yeah. on their benches and yeah. gossip about everybody in the neighborhood. And now it's online. I think in my neighborhood currently is something people. So there is apparently some guy who has a big dog who doesn't pick up uh, excrements from his dog. Mm-hmm. And everyone is trying to figure out where he lives exactly to find him. And, and like, someone has been collecting them? To no, like no, but they took a picture. They were like, oh, look, there's again this guy. And I think he didn't pick up. I, I did point out this time to him that he should pick up the excrements of his dog. And he still didn't do it. Do you know where he lives? He has this big curly dog. and uh, or So it's either that, the, the dog owners, or uh, some uh, some uh, kids' stuff that someone left on the playground. Mm-hmm. Oh, then. yeah. Here's another little uh, helmet. Oh. Oh, is someone missing a helmet? Oh, there is a boot under the bench uh, in the... So uh, things like that. I have to get on this. You yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious sometimes. Wherever you live, yeah, just look it up, and there'll probably be one or two different groups. Also, uh, on one of my neighborhood groups, people, like, ask to borrow stuff. They're like, does somebody have a drill I can borrow? <laughs> this, it's like, this is great. This is, like, what neighborhoods should be, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I like it. But then it comes back... You know, when we moved to, like, when we got our apartment and uh, we moved in, I told my husband, I was like, how about I cook some, I bake some uh, cookies? Because I actually bake. And I was like, I'm going to bake some cookies and I'm going to go introduce myself to uh, some neighbors and say hello that we are here. And my and my husband was like, well, Olga, let's ask some Swedish people, like, if that's normal, like, maybe you shouldn't do it. So I actually asked around and people told me, don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it because they will think you are weird and they will start avoiding you. Yes. So I actually didn't do it. In our first place, uh, we used to live in Sumbabay. 
So I never did it. And I hardly knew my neighbors there, which is a pity. But then when we moved to a new place in Naka, I was like, I'm going to follow my heart. I'm going to mm-hmm. stay Ukrainian. And they might hate it and they might avoid me to the rest of, <laughs> of my stay in this neighborhood. I'm going to do it. So I did bake some chocolate chip cookies and I went around. Uh, I think it was like around uh, Easter time. So, and everyone was very happy. And uh, I sort of twisted it like, ah, oh, you know, it's Ukrainian tradition. So they like, oh, <laughs> think that I'm totally weird and just coming with a cookie. So I kind of twisted it a bit. Like, That's a good idea. Like, ah, oh, you know, we just recently <laughs> moved in and, you know, it's Easter and uh, here's some cookies for you. And they loved it. So that was, that was nice. Did you get payback then the next Easter? Like, oh, we know it's your tradition, so we've brought <laughs> you Actually, cookies. no, but um, one of the ladies who lives on on my uh, level, <laughs> she was really, uh, she took the cookies and she was like, I would invite you in right now for a coffee, but I'm watching this program and I'm like, no, 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 that wasn't the point. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can have a cookie, so we don't want to come in. <laughs> Just enjoy. <laughs> Does anyone have any tips for people in Sweden, things to do? If not, I do. <laughs> okay, you go ahead. I'll All right, I'll go on. first. Is it for this week? It's My tip is kind of for any time. So something I didn't know about when I moved here, but I discovered after a while, I love to go to the movies. And there's a lot of movie theaters here that actually show old classics or cult movies. Mm. And you don't see that if you just go on the... What do they call film stars? Yeah, so it's not at the regular theaters, but they have Bio Rio and Bistro Capital, Bio and Bistro Capital, Cinemateca, and all of these will show like different classic movies. And I did write down some of the ones that they're doing over the season. Uh, Bio and Bistro Capital, they're doing Blues Brothers, Big Lebowski, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, they do sing-alongs, old Disney films. The thing about uh, Bio and Bistro, it's near St. Eric's Plan, and it's got little tables so you can eat while you watch a movie. And it's a nice concept, but honestly, it's kind of like airplane food is, <laughs> is what you get. <laughs> I think it's a little overpriced. So my suggestion would be to eat before you go and just maybe get something to drink and a nice snack at your table. It's a neat experience, though. And let's see, Bio Rio, they are closer to... Hornstuhl. There's one at Hornstuhl, that's right. Oh, there's more? There's another one. There's Hornstuhl and there's one near Ostermalm, I think. Yeah. I could have the name wrong. But um, let's see, Bio Rio does like uh, breakfast movies sometimes. They do sing-alongs. They sing-alongs. I've been to a couple of them. Really? Which nice. one? Yeah, it's super fun. There's, um, which one was it? The Queen one. But what's the name? Oh of yeah, the Bohemian Queen Rhapsody. It's called, it's called Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but there's a guy that dresses up as so he helps you, you know, like so he goes have, like, on the stage. So they have somebody leading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how cool! And I've then never you got, and then you get subtitles. That. It's pretty nice. good. Nice. I know they've done like Sound of Music, uh, Grease, and Milan Rouge. I've done Milan nice. Rouge. This one. I, I they did Rocky one. Horror in uh, July, and I wanted to go, but I didn't get to go. Wait, wait, did you notice that when she mentioned Texas change, she used the Texan ac- accent? Did I? Like the rest of the movies, you were doing like normal 
American yeah. accent. <laughs> Texas Chains Massacre. <laughs> I had to represent there. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's my thing. And then uh, Cinemateket is actually in Stockholm, Malmo, and Gothenburg. Okay. And they do themes all the time. So they'll pick a director and they'll be showing that director's movies. And mm-hmm. usually on Sundays they'll do movies for families. And I believe kids are free at Cinemateket. Okay. But, you, I mean, you have to have a parent go with them. But let's see, what are they doing? They're doing uh, Truffaut and John Ford movies this season. Melmo is doing Creature from the Black Lagoon. Did I have an accent on that one? So wait, wait. So does that mean <laughs> does that mean if I borrow one of your kids? No, the kid goes no, for free. No, the kid goes for free. That's Ugh. the problem. The parent has to pay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not babysitting any of your kids. I'd, so. I'd loan them out, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to use them to go get something to eat when they have a kid's menu. And I'm like, hey, you go stand over there. Mm. And then I'll, I'll say like, yeah, I'm going to need that kid's portion, but it's not for them. That's a good tip. I actually yeah. do it now. My, my son is 17 months old. And obviously he would not even eat the whole children's plate. Right. But I always n- never understood why I cannot have a children's plate if I just want a small portion. Mm-hmm. Yep. So now I actually, because I have a kid, now I have all the right to order food from kids' menu. See, there's some bonuses to having to stay up all night. That counts as the second <laughs> tip, the kids' menu. Yes, the kids', kids menu. menu. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's about the events in Stockholm, I maybe have a tip. In September, I think it's 21st of September, they have, if you are a true crime um, solving murder mystery kind of fan, mm-hmm. there is this event, and I think it's just once a year, I guess, that is clued up, and I think it's in Stockholm 21st of September. I haven't heard of this. So the concept is that um, you are a team, a team of up to six people, and they're... I guess it's app-based, so you have it in your phone and you have some sort of special like treasure hunt all over Stockholm to solve the mystery. Uh, I actually signed up for that, but I have not done it yet, so I'm not sure how it is. But uh, because I like this whole murder mystery solving and they also says like you can dress up as like Sherlock Holmes or something like that. So it's called Clued Up. Never heard of that. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't show up anymore. I think it's British like it's all over UK but also they do like some other cities nice. so that's my tip I did sign up to it uh, we will see because with the 17 months old baby I'm not sure how that's gonna work <laughs> but they say children are welcome so basically you can do it with kids but if you put on a little Sherlock Holmes yeah, yeah. Cameron, <laughs> yeah I have right. to dress him up then. <laughs> I mean let's see if he cooperates maybe he will solve the murder mystery yeah. so that's my tip for Stockholm activities Oh, right. Anything? Um, you don't have to. No, I, know. I, I, <laughs> was think, I was trying to think something now, but no, I couldn't come up with anything. Join your local neighborhood's Facebook group. Yeah, that's, that's actually the conclusion from today's yeah. Uh, conversation. Yeah. Entertainment every day, all the time, mm-hmm. all day, every day. Well, thanks so much, Olga, for coming Thank and you for talking inviting to us. Me, it was a lot of fun. I had fun yeah. as well. Bye. Bye-bye.